Good morning, good morning, good morning, world, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, good morning to you all again, and happy Saturday. Uh, yes, we are back like a shark attack. Uh, we are back like we left some, back like we ain't got no clothes on our back, and for the world, is a better place when the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast is taking place. And so thank you all for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that have taken place in this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always a blast to have you all tune in, participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week, we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page, on Instagram uh, at the Early Morning Sports Talk pod. Again, at Instagram at the Early Morning Sports Talk POD pod. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Goodman, Ann Jones, as well as our guest for this morning, Ariana Emanuel Wright. Today is June 17th of 2023. We have seen yet again another fascinating week in the sports world, where we saw the Denver Nuggets, everybody, on Monday night, defeat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals to gain their first NBA championship in franchise history when Nikola Jokic putting together arguably one of the greatest postseason runs ever by an individual. Additionally, the Stanley Cup Finals began, and now they have concluded between the Las Vegas Golden Knights as well as the Florida Panthers, in which in addition, the Las Vegas Golden Knights on their second Stanley Cup Final in their short franchise history uh, has put together arguably one of the most impressive postseason runs in hockey within the last decade and have captured their first Stanley Cup championship. Alongside uh, y'all NBA trade moves beginning, Chris Paul possibly to the Lakers, Damian Lillard possibly to the Heat, et cetera, as well as our Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs continuing to stink up the joints and very winnable AL and NL Central divisions. All right. And so with that being said, introducing our guest for this morning, our sister, Mr. Ariana Ari Emanuel Wright, whom joins us this morning for the first time on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And so Ariana has a very impressive background. Uh, she is an entrepreneur. Uh, she is a current uh, WABA player. This sister is very educated um, and is very impressive. She has four degrees, um, an associate's in exercise science, bachelor's in psychology, MS and EDS in career consultant. Uh, she studied at Florida State. She studied at University of North Florida. Uh, she has been honored by the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, is the first ever African uh, All-American at UNF, and uh, was selected to the Women's ABA All-Star Team. Uh, in her free time, Ari trains youth uh, for basketball, et cetera. She acts, she travels, and manages two businesses. Uh, she aspires to grow exceptionally in her career continue to play basketball. Uh, some of her highlights include uh, Summer 2023 Women's AL, AEBL Player, uh, 2023 Women's Drew League nominee, shout out to my boy Kyrie Irving, uh, 2023 WNBA Pro Hoops Combine, uh, Winner 22 FIBA League Top 3 Player, 2021 Athletes Unlimited Tryout, three-way scoring, quick and transition, you can see that from the highlights, Superior rebounding, jumping ability, 
uh, and NJCAA, seventh nationwide in scoring. And yes, and so that's very impressive because you started out at the JUCO level. JUCO yeah. from D1 to the ABA, uh, you competed in the Brooklyn Net Steel Challenge, um, Athletes Unlimited Tryout, FIBA, which is one of the biggest basketball competitions in the world, uh, Los Angeles Basketball Competition, WNBA Combat, as well as the AEBL. Uh, and so you've trained also, I see, with a number of uh, great individuals. Um, and by the way, your season stats, 15 points per game, six rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um, you've trained with Jamison Thomas. She, uh, well, Atlanta Dream player development coach, Amar Stock, Chicago Sky player development coach, uh, Todd Jacole, WNBA AU player, Paris Blackwell, Darren Collison's trainer, Melanie Chavez, John Wall's trainer, Hugo Ruiz, WNBA NBA trainer, Jordan Lawley, WNBA NBA trainer, and Dorance David, uh, Canadian WNBA NBA trainer. And also, I want to uh, highlight on your business. Uh, everyone, Ari is um, an exceptional young lady. She is the fan of a lot of odds. And so this background that we're going through that is long is because it's real. Uh, she has a company called Airy Career Consulting. Um, and you can find that uh, online, et cetera. Um, AK1 is also another brand of Ari's. Um, she has token experience in the junior NBA, US State basketball, the junior Washington Wizards, uh, pro skills basketball, et cetera. Um, and so she's done a number of podcasts. And so now she joins us. And so yeah. with that being said, uh, at the end of our podcast, we'll give you where you can find uh, Ari. But for this morning, we got to talk some sports. And so, Ari, good morning, my sister. Thank you for joining the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast for the first time. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I'm just grateful to see another day. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. All right. Yes, thank you for joining us. And so introducing my brother from another mother and one of my partners on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am excellent, Brandon. I, I'm excited because we have a very, very special guest today. So let's get into it. All right. Yes. And so introducing our other brother, Mr. Ian Jones. Mr. Ian Jones got to get to the bag. And so we know he'll rock with us when he get a chance. And so with that being said, let's get right into it. And so, Ari, we want to start with you. We want you to give us more of your background. Um, and we want to give you a chance uh, as we get this floor started to tell the world who you are, where do you come from, you know, like what is your background, right. and you know, like maybe what goals, et cetera, are you pursuing? So again, just we want to know who you are, mm -hmm. your background, where you come from, and what are you currently pursuing? Yeah, um, yeah, I know, I know you talked about a lot of the things. Just hearing it is just. It's very, like I said, I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've been allowed to pretty much accomplish. Um, I'm definitely not afraid to take risk. I think that's something about me that is very unique. Um, even if I don't know how to do something, I will jump right into it. I'll try to adapt. Uh, I, I'm just not scared to try something new. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of the theme for my life growing up. I was always very independent. I remember just being a kid, I would be like, I could do it myself. Like, I want to do it. <laughs> and so that was something that was always like a running joke. Um, in terms of where I'm from, so I'm originally from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, 
Yes. And so I pretty much was raised there majority of my life. Uh, when I graduated high school, I had a couple of um, options to go to go to junior college. And so I didn't go too far. I went to Gainesville, Florida. Um, and mm -hmm. so I went to Santa Fe College there. Amazing two years. I had really one hell of a coach. And one thing that stood stood out to me when she was recruiting recruiting me, um, her name is uh, Coach Shanda Stebbins, um, is that I think she just saw me holistically when she was recruiting. I think a lot of coaches kind of just focus on the basketball, what the school looks like, um, you know, what you could, you know, of course, what you could do for them athletically. But I think what really, again, what really stood out is that she cared about my academics. And mm -hmm. so I felt like I needed to focus on that a little bit more, the career side, have that together in, on top of the sports. Because I think, again, a lot of athletes, and even now, like you see what you do off the court in terms of your branding, you got the NIL deals and all that stuff now um, is so essential, just in case you don't make it pro. Um, and so I went there, went to junior college, did that really great experience. I transferred to the University of North Florida. So I went back home for the last two years of my collegiate career, got my bachelor's degree in psychology, my minor in creative writing. Um, around my junior year, I, I realized that I really wanna figure out what career looks like for me after graduating. Um, so immediately I, I thought about grad school. Like I wanted to continue on and get more education because I felt as though I didn't have strong work experience to go right into the working field. Mm -hmm. um, um, my coach asked me, my coach at the time asked me about overseas. I wasn't really, I, I really wasn't motivated to do it at all. Um, so I didn't want to force mm -hmm. it. Um, I didn't mind taking the break and just getting more education. And so that's why I went to Florida State University, got my master's and uh, EDS degrees in career, career counseling. Very hard program. I, it was like one of the most intense two years of my life. It challenged me a lot. It was so many times I wanted to give up. Um, I I was doing a lot. <laughs> How much time do you have? But like literally, I was I was doing so much because I didn't want to take out loans. Because like in uh in undergrad, I pretty much they have this thing called Florida prepaid, and so you can utilize that to um pay for your education. So since I had a scholarship in undergrad, I didn't use any of it then. So I used some of that funds for um, my grad school. Of course, I still had things to pay for. So I mean, on top of my grad assistantship, I was doing uh, a research fellowship. So it was mm -hmm. like this 1.5 million grant that the school got to get like a cohort of students from Florida State and FAMU to do research on social justice and education. So they gave us like $12,000 each to use mm -hmm. um, for doing the project. Um, and so I used that. I was working in intramural sports part-time. I was teaching, um, counseling. So again, just grinding, grinding, because again, I didn't want to take out loans, but at the same time, I wanted to gain a, as much experience as I could. Um, from there, I started job searching. I didn't find much in Florida, so I moved to Richmond, Virginia. I miss basketball at this point. And so that's why I did the WABA. I, it was a team uh, called the Richmond Roadrunners. So mind you, I didn't play in like two years, like for real, like team organized basketball. And so I felt very proud that I was able to come back 
um, and then become an all-star in my first inaugural season, their first time having that team together. Um, and that was like 2021. From there, just still playing all the stuff that you listed. I'm currently not in that league, but I am starting uh, the ABL for this summer um, for that league. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Um, outside of basketball, like playing, I'm coaching. And so I am a trainer for an AAU organization called Pro Skills Basketball. And so I do individual group sessions with middle school kids, kind of just teaching the fundamentals, very patient, a lot of energy. They just, they really make me happy. I enjoy that a lot. I also am working with monumental sports and entertainment. And so under that, I'm a youth basketball coach. And so anytime there's like a camp or a clinic, going on with the Wizards, the Mystics, or in the G League team. Like I go up there to DC, um, it's like about two hours, I'll take the drive and I just go up there for the opportunity just to grow, make connections and also just be around the youth. Cause they're just, again, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to give back in that way. Um, what else? I, I recently finished the sales academy with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, mm -hmm. So that was virtual for six weeks. Again, a, a great way to just learn sports sales. Um, we did role playing. We met leader uh, members of executive leadership. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's so much that I I just put my hands into because. And, and to answer your question about goals, uh, people ask me a lot, like, what is your end goal? I I don't know my end goal right now. I just for me, my vision is just to continue to evolve and elevate and just take the take the opportunities that God has allowed me to take. Because I think the problem is, especially now in society, we look at everybody else and we're like, I need to take that same opportunity. Like, no, it's going to come to you. You have to be patient and you have to know what's your right fit because what mm -hmm. will work for me may not work for you. Um, and so Again, I'm just I'm just extremely grateful that I'm able to just manage my time, be healthy um, at the at the age of 25. And I just have I don't know how much time I have left. And so that's why I just, again, want to take those risks and just do what I'm like blessed to do um, and use my talents, use my in um, intelligence um, and be and be patient and be um just be excellent as possible, you know? And so that's right. a, just a little bit about me. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me jump in Brandon real quick. Um, once again, very impressive background. Like you have done a lot at such a young age, in my opinion. That's um, the thing to my young age. Yes. And so you talked about, you know, being around the game, either you're playing or you're coaching or something like that. Uh, what, what was your influences growing up? Like who, like, how did you found, I guess, find love for the game? I, I'm assuming you love basketball for you to still want to do this. Like, so like, who were your earlier influence? Like who inspired you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say when I was younger watching basketball, definitely Dwayne Wade, that was one of my favorite players, um, like elementary, middle school. Um, and I would also say my dad, so pretty much, um, uh, like my biological father is not in my life, but my dad raised me, like my stepfather, he raised me. Um, he influenced me so much to just stick it out, um, play the game, learn the game. Growing up, 
Um, we didn't even have a basketball hoop outside. So what I was doing, I was shooting on the roof <laughs> of the house. And um, obviously that was messing up the garage ceiling. Um, so he's like, you need, we're going to get you a goal. <laughs> but I mean, so that was very, I'm very grateful for him for getting that. I'm grateful for my mom for putting me in sports at a young age. I would say her as well, because um, at the time, uh, so it was about six or seven. It, it was us two. Um, and so I was doing like T-ball, gymnastics. Uh, I did competitive cheerleading, um, volleyball. I, I did track. Like I did so many things. And I think that kind of helped me be, again, very well-rounded from a young mm -hmm. age. Like I was, I was always doing something different. And I think nowadays it's not a bad thing, but I think kids now they're like doing one sport and sticking with it, mm -hmm. but you could do, do different things and it, it helps your body too. Um, when you are not using the, I guess, same muscles the whole year, you know, right. so you could you could try different things. Um, so yeah, they, they heavily influenced me, my brother's as well like they 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 always looked up to me they still look up to me and so I I would say family of course um looking now I would um say that Russell Westbrook is definitely that why not mentality is something that always stuck sticks with me um but yeah it's, it's a number of things but I think just as a kid growing up playing outside growing up playing against only guys made me very mentally and just physically resilient, you know, for the game. Um, because, you know, I was, I was the only girl out there willing to do it and they were, they didn't take it easy on me. And so I, I respected them because, you know, some guys are like, okay, it's a girl, whatever, but no, <laughs> like they, they were rough. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that influence as well, just kind of helped mold me into like who I am today. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. You know, um, I once played basketball recently and I told a lot of the young guys, hey, take it easy on me. I'm getting old. And so um they um didn't take it easy on me. I scored two points um and three rebounds. So yeah. Got on the board. So right, you know, it was, it was two clutch points. It was a layup that um helped put us up 2-0. And from there, it was like, let's stick him. He can't score no more. <laughs> so from there, this guy yeah. rough him. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and so with that being said, Jamar, that is a great question, my bro. Um, and so, Ari, uh, at this point, you ready? Uh, you ready to talk a little bit of sports with us? Yeah, of course. All right. And so this past week, we had the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. And so we saw a very, very, very impressive uh, finals run from the Denver Nuggets. Um, and we see that they have been crowned the NBA champions for the first time in their franchise history. And so just curious, uh, Ari, we'll talk with you. Uh, Jamari, you can go after Ari. Uh, Ari, in regards to this NBA Finals, what are your thoughts? And let's see, uh, just how, how was the Denver Nuggets able to dominate the Miami Heat so much in this series? Honestly, I think for them, the work was done early. Like this season, of course, was great, but they've been pretty much setting that foundation for the past couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. Injuries, of course, held them back. But I think just playing team ball 
understanding that they, they have those different strengths. Like Jokic is like everything on the court, you know, from the, the point guard to the big man can shoot the three, um, facilitate Jamal Murray, you know, how clutch and just a great of a player he is. They bring in Aaron Gordon. Um, I can't think of his name. Michael Porter. Michael Porter MPJ, bringing in that energy. And then you got the coach who knows how to coach. Um, I think that, you know, it seems simple, but being, being able to put all that together is, you know, why they dominated. Um, I think Miami, um, I, to be honest, I knew it was going to be Denver winning the series. Um, yeah. because Miami, I, I think the energy, you know, they, they, they were, they should have swept the Celtics. Um, or at least one for one, but having to fight back and do that, then come and play a team that was well rested. They had their mm -hmm. on a run. Um, it pretty much was, you know, pretty much obvious who was going to win that series there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Jamar, same question for you, bro. I mean, she, she made a lot of great points there that, you know, I would co-sign for sure. Um, we know that, like, like you mentioned, Miami, you know, exerted a lot of energy in these playoffs, especially in that last series. And so when you get to the finals and you don't have the same intensity, we all expecting Jimmy Butler to, um, we all expect Jimmy Butler to, you know, have that same motivation, that same energy that he did in the beginning when he was going against Milwaukee, when he was going against, you know, the Knicks and then towards the end of that series against the Celtics, it's like, Jimmy, like, you're only showing up in spurts. So when you get to the finals, right. it's like, it's mm -hmm. not there. And they really, that team really thrives off Jimmy Butler's energy. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, in order to make the finals with half your team basically undrafted, just getting a bunch of guys that actually play together and, you know, buy into the same thing with no egos to make it that far, that's impressive within itself. So for them to make it there, that's an accomplishment. But yeah, Denver... You know, too good. Like she mentioned before, this team was, you know, they've been together for a while. I mean, remind you, you know, Jokic's been there for eight years. Jamal Murray, seven years. They all had the same coach. Um, you know, back in, back in the bubble, you know, they were showing flashes then. Jamal Murray gets hurt after only having eight games with Aaron Gordon at the deadline. And now when you bring in all these pieces, and Jamal Murray's back healthy. Bruce Brown was a phenomenal piece. Christian Brown. From Kansas, he a back-to-back -back champion now, <laughs> one one shape hey. of fashion. I mean, the team is yeah. good. Yeah, they're good. ACP. Yeah, and then I didn't even mention, you know, you know, the Joker who is just yeah, he's all time, man. He is all time. Yeah, he is all time. Um, and so speaking of, um, let's say random questions are. Um, in that prime, it was a question that was brought up on the early morning sports talk podcast. In that prime, who would you take on your team? Would you take a prime joker or would you take a prime Shaq? Ooh. I'm gonna have to go with Shaq. Um, dude was insane. Mm -hmm. uh, especially just he just dominated. Like, I don't I no question, no question. And I think yeah, I think in the, today's game is different because the game is more fluid. Like you have to know how to you you have to know how to shoot and pass when you're a big man. But like mm -hmm. back then, yeah, no. If he would have stayed like healthy, definitely would have won even more rings for sure. Um, and he even said that like if I, if I would have 
taking care of my body, taking it more serious. And I agree, like, dude was insane. Nobody could stop him. He was breaking freaking goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, mm-hmm. no question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's, it's people out there that um, are really making uh, points for Joker. I'm with you. I'm Shaq. But, you know, you got folks on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page that um, feel that since Joker can do everything, um, that, you know, it'd be tough because neither one of them, they say, who going to stick who? You know, like, has Shaq going to stick Joker who can do all that he can do, right? Um, and then has Joker going to stick Shaq when Shaq getting near the rim? He's not. Like, if he's he get, not. Yeah. When near the rim, it's, it's over. It's yeah. nothing he can do. And so, Jamar, what's your thoughts on this, bro? Prime Shaq, Prime Joker. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a trifecta here. I'm, I'm definitely Prime Shaq. <laughs> I mean, look, growing up, watching Shaq, when I was young, watching Shaq with the Magic, and then when he actually gets to the Lakers at this point, and from a stretch, I want to say from, like, 99 to, like, 03, 04, like, virtually unguardable, like, it created a hack shack rule. Like when you change the rules for, for somebody because mm-hmm. you're that dominant, like mm-hmm. that, that's, that tells me everything. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the picture I posted on, on, on our group page with him dunking on the whole New Jersey Nets team in the finals, the whole team is in the picture. Like you're oh, not stopping that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. I think it's too yeah. early too. It's too early. I mean, I think cause Yoke, isn't he like 28 or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, too, yeah. Like it's not like he's his career is over yet. It's too soon to like having these conversations. I hate I kind of hate when people do that. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I get it. it. It happens quite often. Yeah. More times than it should. Um basically you want to wait till the guy's actually done right. with his career. So so yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the folks bring it up and it's like, are you guys serious? <laughs> like really? You know, but folks, they 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 bring it up because they're like, hey, you know, you can do everything, multiple things. And so, uh, oh, oh yeah. let me let me let me Go jump ahead. in Re- really quick. Um, I know you mentioned Dwayne Wade was your favorite. I-, I think was your favorite player growing up, or the one that you really look to as far as the NBA. Is Miami your favorite team then? No, it's not my favorite team. I really, I don't even have a favorite team right now. Um, okay. I really that was would... the next question. That was the next <laughs> question, Ari. Yeah, because really, I I am a fan of Russell Westbrook right now, or really for a while. So wherever he goes, that's my team. <laughs> okay, so yeah. all right, so with that, how do you feel about Westbrook from where how he started this year with the Lakers to mm-hmm. him being with the Clippers? I feel like it was night and day. Um, yeah. but what are your thoughts? I, I think playing for the Lakers, you really have to. Um, it's it's a lot that comes with that. Just really wherever LeBron is, if you're joining forces with him, you got to be ready for the pressure being in the media. Um, you got to be ready to shoot, um, catch and shoot or whatever. And I think for him, the Lakers wasn't a good fit. I don't think it was coached well at the time. Um, obviously, the team that was put together um, just wasn't aligned with the way that he plays. He's a very like ball dominant player. Um mm-hmm high energy, but catch and shoot is not his thing, you know? And so I think that's the type of players that LeBron puts around him. Cause you know, he, he you know, he drives and kicks, drives and kicks, uh, which is great for him at his age. Um, 
but when he gets to the Clippers, he dominates, you know, and I think if Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard were there, it would have been a different series, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when he got there, you know, he's like, oh, he's doing this. Like, he, he's all he's always been doing this. He's always been high energy. Like, dude is a triple-double walking. You know, like, it's not, I think the media likes to pick and choose who they want to um, pretty much just be nasty to. They try to say that Carmelo Anthony couldn't play anymore, you know, and so it's, it's so it's just aggravating how bad the media can like make someone, you know, look <laughs> and it's like, no, Russell Westbrook is a, is a living legend. You know, um, I love his energy, his drive and through it all, he still stays resilient wherever they put him. He's going to be great, you know, but the Lakers just wasn't a good fit for him. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, he did rejuvenate himself, didn't he? Like, man, when he got with the Clippers. Yeah. Whew, and you could tell he got back, Jamar. I mean, in the first round, you know, when he put up like 40 um against Phoenix. And so I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah, that was that was the team that if they were healthy, I felt like probably would have came out the West. And it's not mm-hmm. no disrespect to Denver, because Denver was a great team. I just felt like that was their moment until Injuries occurred once again. So it's like, what can you do? Right. Yeah, from a pick standpoint, definitely. If the Clippers would have, you know, stayed healthy, they would have been a definitely popular pick. Definitely a popular pick to go against the Denver Nuggets. And so, Ari, um, and it's for you as well, Jamar. uh, With the Denver Nuggets uh, winning the NBA championship this season, with that core that they have, uh, we go through their roster, Joker, uh, you know, you got Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter Jr., this uh, little kid from Kansas who came out of nowhere, energized bunny. Uh, with these core pieces and the youth of this team, do you think this team is, uh, let's say, the favorite going into next year? Do you think that they got the consensus to be around for years to come? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Just because, like you said, a young core. Um, they know how to play together now. They've had, they got the experience now. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as there's no injuries, they can, they can make something shake. I mean, even like, it kind of just reminds me of like the Bucks. you know, if, without injuries, I think they could have even came out of the, the uh, East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the tragedy in sports. Like it really messes up things, but it's interesting. I was actually talking to one of my colleagues the other day, like the international players like are really hot right now. Um, they're making the league because I think, yeah, Giannis, they won in what, 2021? 20, yeah. So he was international bringing that in. And then now two years later, Jokic international winning mm-hmm. the championship. And so it's it's kind of changing the, the dynamic. The landscape the is changing. Yeah. So, I mean, they are like the top, two players right now in my opinion in the league so it's very interesting big man doing everything so mm-hmm. scary times <laughs> it's, it's interesting times isn't it then on top of that area you know i live in guadalupe guadalupe is french territory jamar mm-hmm. we've, we've been watching this seven five dude named victor webinaya he's oh, yeah. seven five but can do what he can do so it's like right how can you stick this guy how like you know, like, you just got to try to, you know, take the ball out of his legs, you know, hopefully, but, you know, that's about I, it. 
I don't know. Like that's yeah, he's he's insane, like the type of player. I'm scared of injuries though. He's so little in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're scared of injuries because he's so so large, like he could yeah. end up being like a Greg Golden or Yao Ming. Right, right. And the speed of the game is is different, you know. And so I think as as long as he recovers well, like does a lot of recovery, strength training, I think he can be fine. I mean, I even think about Durant, Kevin Durant. At his size, he's very small, but like knows how to handle the ball, knows how to shoot, lights out. And at his height, you can't stop his jump shot. Same way Jokic can't stop the jump shot. He's like shooting from up here. So right. it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Saw Anthony Davis and LeBron's face in the Western Conference Finals when he cocked way back here. Oh my gosh. It was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Like, very heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. How, do you, how do you defend that? You know? And so, yeah, uh, Jamar, uh, are the Nuggets prime uh, to uh, be a team that would be, a, you know, a force to be reckoned with for years to come? And do you think uh, that they should be uh, the favorites going into next season? Which is another interesting question, Ari, because we need to talk about who's the favorite going into next year. Because there might be some other teams out there that might say, hey, who was injured? Right. I mean... Can they be a force to reckon with for years to come? Sure, they, they can. But as we know, uh, we live in a microwave society, so we kind of like want results instant. The, the, you know, there's really no time for patience anymore. Why you see all these coaches getting fired, right? Even though mm-hmm. like they won championships, they out the door in the next year and a half to two years, which is wild. And the reason why I bring that up is um, teams going to make moves in the blink of an eye to – counter whatever you know whoever did something like for instance Denver won so who's gonna make the next move to counter um so you have you know teams like 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 uh Phoenix who you know might we expect them to do something this offseason we expect probably Chris Paul not to be there we expect probably DeAndre Aiden I don't know where he's at he's still lost I haven't seen him since he (laughs) since the uh semifinals against Jokic I, I don't know what that means um but you got teams like that. You have teams like the Clippers who, you know, we, we just mentioned with all the injuries and stuff, but I feel like, you know, they get Westbrook his money. They run it back. I mean, they just as formidable as anybody. You got an up and coming team like the Sacramento Kings who mm-hmm. shocked a lot of people who was probably, you know, a few minutes away from going to the next round. Um, I would say Memphis, but you know, you know, Josh chilling for a while. Um, the Lakers could, you know, I mean, the Lakers are always in the mood to making flashy moves. And then you got the Eastern yeah, Conference. Yeah, they rumored to get Chris Paul. They rumored to get Chris Paul, or they rumored to get another I mean, big man. I, 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 I tell you this much. The Lakers are always rumored to get somebody every offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the Lakers. Yeah, the, 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 and the Lakers fans will agree. Like, we're going to get everybody. That's just what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Bucks. I mean, that's the team that I had winning it all before it happened. So, like, we, we, we both, all of us mentioned, you know, injuries play a part, but I'm hearing things that they might go after Bradley Bill. They get Bradley Bill. Oh my God. So I mean they get Bradley Bill. Man, so yeah, can they be a force to reckon with? Sure. But it's just more so uh staying healthy and making the right moves and continue to play for one another. That's just what it is. Right. And so yeah, you know, like Golden State, you know. I mean, I I possibly already Golden State got at least one more run in them. Yeah, I never count them out. Never. It, it would be never. totally disrespectful to count Steph Curry and those guys out. 
Um, And so you got a lot of good teams out there. Um, The Heat, uh, are you guys hearing that it's rumors that Damian Lillard could leave Portland and finally go to a contender? I mean, he's aggravating. (laughs) (laughs) He's so passive aggressive with it because he'll never come out and forefront say that he wants to be out. But he'll go on a podcast. Right. Uh, hypothetically speaking, yeah, I, I could play for Miami or uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, are you, are you requesting a trade or not? Like, let right. us know. Right. Right. He, yeah. He frustrates me. It's like, dude, like loyalty does not matter in 2023. Just, just leave. <laughs> just leave. Mm. Mm. Win a championship. <laughs> right. He just, he just wants to stick to his morals. That's all. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, he loved him some Portland. <laughs> oh man Portland yeah, is not even like yeah like go to Miami <laughs> I, I'm sure it's a way better lifestyle <laughs> there's so many different cities you could go to that I, I don't know <laughs> no I, I get it I, it's like it, it'd be one thing if Portland was trying to build a contender around him yeah. but yeah, no ever since I I feel not. like ever since they got rid of their wing defenders that one year, I think that was back in 20, I think during the bubble, right before, the, somewhere around there when they got rid of right their Right around, no, after the bubble. Yeah, after that's what bubble. it was. Mm-hmm. Once they did that, it went downhill because they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't guard anybody. And then all of a sudden, they just couldn't win the games. It, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Portland, I mean, you know, it's a nice city. It's You know, I hear it rains a lot. And so... You know, yeah. similar to Seattle, you know, you get your That's rain. The PNW and stuff. for you. Oh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you really bring up a really good point here in regards to there is really not much loyalty here, um, you know, in basketball at this point in people's careers, especially for a person like Damian Lillard. Um, but it just brings me to a point, Ari, of shouting out the vets. Shout out to Jeff Green, y'all. First NBA championship. Finally. Yes. Finally, finally, finally. He got that first ring. And I'm, I was just so happy to see him finally get that first ring. And what he contributed. He right. was out there. He was a vet. He was playing. He was scoring. You know, Joker was making easy shots for him. That was really, really nice to see. Shout out to all to DeAndre Jordan. Finally got him a ring. After all those busts. With those LA Clipper teams. Yes. Oh my gosh. And, and we talk about Jamar's best friend, Doc Rivers, and what Jamar went on a, a very infamous rant. Ari. Don't. Doc Rivers. I told him to be easy because Doc Rivers is from Chicago. But Jamar, he did not care. He just, no. you know, went with everything he felt and he gave an infamous rant on Doc Rivers and how much of a bust. <laughs> a cool. the, the, to keep it real simple and PG, I called him overrated. It, it was a lot worse than that, but he's overrated to me. Oh, yeah. But he will get a job, though. <laughs> that man and he shouldn't. And he so shouldn't. <laughs> he, it, it's so interesting. Like, it's like, how do you not hire Doc Rivers? Like, you, you gotta hire him. No, you no, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. Why do they keep hiring him? <laughs> like, go chill yeah. out on your couch. You're done. It's over. I thought it's, it's just plenty of examples. I'm like, oh, no, his career is over. It has to be over, right? No. Right. When when Jason, like, the way that you lost game six, you had a chance to go to Eastern Conference Finals. The way you lost that game, 
And the fact that I saw Jason Tatum do a, a, a size my man up at the top of the three and hit a heat check three all night, I'm like, you, it's over. You not, you getting blown out. You shouldn't have another coaching job ever again. You're done. It's over. And he can't go on the broadcast because ain't nobody can hear him talk anymore. So you just got to go sit on the couch. It's over. He's gonna yes, it's, it's very interesting, y'all, because he's rumored, y'all, like heavy, like seriously, he's rumored for the Jazz, um, and as an assistant coach for the Lakers. Interesting. So, but you know, he, I feel like he can end up in a management position too now, a GM role, uh, you know, one of those roles because he's been around the game so long. Right. You know, you nah. could create. I, I, a I, I think that for him somewhere I, I think, because he's been around the game. He's a vet. Mm-mm. You know? No, I, I, I can't agree with the GM job because I think the Clippers gave him GM role and, yeah. and coaching at the same time, and that was a big flop. So I just go sit on the couch, dude. <laughs> well, you I'm know, not- I think he was – um was he was he GM for the Sixers too? Or was it uh, somebody? No. Nah. Uh, Daryl Morey. It was more – yeah, Daryl Morey. Yeah, the infamous Daryl Morey. And so, you know, um, you know uh, I, I do think he lands in something, though. I, I think he lands in something. I don't know what, but um, you know, uh, he he's come up short a lot, a whole lot. But right. even amongst that, right, Ari, he's been in the playoffs a lot. Yeah, he's been to the finals, uh, what twice in his career? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, three times. Um, he's, you know, been to the conference finals a lot, come up a lot, second round a lot. Mm-hmm. Short a lot, 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 a lot of game seven losses, a lot, 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 lot. So um you you got all those things, but you got a few little, you know, things that were positive. Although people might say for that Celtics team, uh yeah, you had Ray Allen, you had Paul Pierce, you had uh uh Rajon Rondo, you had like a great team, Kevin Garnett, like you had a squad there, a, a baby Tony Allen, like. You know, so it, it was a lot he had with that Boston team. And so, um, yeah, the Lakers was injured that year. People say, like, oh, the Lakers was injured. <laughs> and so they like, Kobe would have got him that year. But, you know, it, it's a lot of and stuff. And so, like, he got it done with that team, but he hasn't gotten it done um, outside of that. And what she's coached for, I remember Doc Rivers being a coach, y'all, since I was a kid. Right, y'all? Like, he was a, we, he was a head coach when we were shorties. Like, 90s and so that goes to show you he's coping what almost three decades yeah like he's been around for a while to not accomplish a lot you know that stadium tomorrow somebody's still gonna hire and watch um we do have a comment here um i think this was a little while ago when uh, Ari was talking about the media and stuff, Deshaun said the media are terrible, man. They pick one struggling player, then they pick him apart until he's even in his own head about his struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They did that to Westbrook for sure. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, What? why does the media hate Westbrook so much? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, he's the nicest guy. I think they weren't ready for him being a blunt person, Ari. Yeah. You know, Russell Westbrook, blunt, real, say what he feel, don't hold back. You know, he's very, when he talk, is very precise. He says exactly that. And so, you know, sometimes people make him, oh, he's a, he's a, you know, bad guy. He's a douche. He's a this. But 
nice. Yeah. I, I've heard it too, Ari, that he is one of the nicest. Nicest guy. Everybody says that, you know. But I think what made it worse too, because, you know, they had that, it kind of yeah, definitely started that narrative after, you know, OKC broke up. And so right. they try to pin everything on him. And K- Katie is saying, like, again, like, there's no bad blood. But yeah, I think it definitely started at that moment. Yeah, they, I agree. They couldn't, they couldn't um, you know, finish that series. I think they were up 3 1. Yeah, yeah, against Golden State. Yeah, and so, and Katie just wasn't in his form yet. He wasn't truly him like he is now. So, yeah, started from that moment. And he's had to, again, be resilient all these years through the media, through all that. You know, it's it's pretty sad. You know, I I know they're millionaires, but, I mean, they have feelings. (laughs) Like, they're human, you know. So, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't see how they do that. Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I want to ask you another question, Ari, in regards to uh, basketball, WNBA. And so, do you have, um, let's say, a favorite WNBA team? And for this upcoming season, are you looking at any? Which teams are you potentially looking at to possibly win it all in the WNBA this season? I'm gonna have to go with the Aces automatically. I'm okay. Gonna- they're just too dominant. Um, and then they added Candace wow. Parker. So, I mean, I, I definitely see it being the Aces and the Liberty. You know, okay. I the, that's what it's, they're trying to make happen. But Aces are going to win it all. Um, I don't have a favorite team, um, but there's just so many great players. You, you got Courtney Williams. You got Arike, um, mm-hmm. Rena. It's just so much talent. And I, I just, again, the women's game is very much respectable because of just how you have to know it. It's not about dunking. I know they're like, if you throw the rims and all that stuff, but it's not about that. Like it's, mm-hmm. if you truly enjoy and love the game of basketball, you will, you will see how great it is, you know? And it's, it's not an easy thing to do. These are the best players in the world playing on the court day in and day out. Um, so, so yeah, aces are gonna win. <laughs> no mm. question, they're repeating, yes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're undefeated too right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Man. Um, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, earlier, um, doing what uh, Brandon was reading off, you would participate in a WNBA combine this year? I'm sorry, what was that? You participated in the WNBA combine this year? Yeah, so they had like, uh, it was called the Pro Hoops Combine. So it was in, they always do it in like the same city of like the, uh, NCAA Women's Final Four. Okay. It was in, uh, it was in Dallas. Yeah. Word. So Word. Like, knew that. Yeah. So it was really, really great experience. Um, bunch of just bunch of talent from whether that be they played, you know, overseas or just came out of college. Um, and pretty much like an all day thing, just a bunch of scrimmaging drills. Yeah. Very good. I was sore after it was, it was so much work <laughs> being put in, but it, it, it was an amazing experience for sure. Mm, man. That sounds amazing. Man, and roughly how many, like, yeah, how many athletes was there? Roughly, if you know. Uh, maybe, maybe 60 or 70, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So a good number, a good number of um women there. Yes. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. So just curious, do you have to be invited or, you know, do is it a word of mouth thing? Like, how does that go? 
Yeah, so you do have to put in like an application and then they let you know if you're in or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, so Oof. that mean, that means, yeah, she's a part of an exclusive club because, you know, I don't just see the WNBA saying, hey, you can come, you know, you can come, uh, you know, play with us. <laughs> Pull up. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was, yeah, it was very, very cool. I mean, they had like literally um, WNBA coaches there, like coaching staff that are sitting there watching, things of that sort. So, yeah, really great experience. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jamar, because I got a question again for the WNBA. Uh, same for me. I was going to ask, um, is there any players in the league that you, you know, like or try to model your game after or do you just follow in general right now? Yeah, I would say Courtney Williams. Um, definitely just, again, energizer. And I, I would say my game is very similar to hers. Um, I just love how great she's in transition. And I love a good pull-up. I think the, I am a proponent, like, the pull-up is not dead. I think I, I hate see, when I, like, see, uh, especially, like, my the kids that I coach, and you're, you're smaller, I'm like, you can't get to the rim every time. You, you're going to have to add, like, a floater or a pull-up to your game. Like, in transition, you don't, if you have it, like, take it, you know, and I, I think I highly respect that. And then, again, like, your energy that you bring, and that's something that she does. Um, she just got traded to Chicago, and she's bringing oh, that. Oh, come on. You know, I was going there, Ari. Yeah, I was going so, there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I highly respect her game. She's, um, one, yeah, one hell of a player. Yeah, and the crazy part about it, Ari's a big fan of Courtney Williams. Courtney Williams, Jamar, ended our season last year. She got hot in the fourth quarter, in which we was ready, Ari, to celebrate. Oh, yeah, we're going to go back to the finals. And they just yeah. hurt our hearts right in the fourth quarter. We were right there. Chicago was getting crunked, Jamar. The crowd was ready. We, yeah, we're going to go back. And Courtney Williams just happened. Courtney Williams happened. Jocelyn Jones happened. Uh, Brianna Jones happened, and, and they just they, they took our heart. Elisa Thomas happened all in those few little minutes, and the Connecticut Sun just hurt our heart and ended our everything. You know, Candace Parker stormed off the court, if you remember, Ari. She ain't say bad to nobody. You know, that was the way she left. It was, um, it was, it was like, oh man. And so <laughs> I see why you like Courtney Williams. She is very solid, very good player. Um, and it's very, very surprising that you mentioned her, uh, Ari, because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't talk about her, right, Jamar? Everybody no. talk about Candace Park. Everybody talk about Sabrina and Eskew. You know, everybody talk about, you know, uh, Brianna Jones, et cetera. But not enough people talk about a Courtney Williams, somebody mm -hmm. that's a true role player, somebody that is a winning player. And yes. we, we got a good team with her now. Chicago Sky is actually a good basketball team. And I, I don't know nobody – that's a big name on that team uh, right now since we got rid of all our superstars. Yeah, it's truly, truly a competitor. And definitely, like, like you said, underrated, you know. But, I mean, yeah. that's that's the media, though. I mean, it's – they pick and choose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely factual. <laughs> that is. Absolutely yeah. factual. So, speaking of the media, so um, Brittany Griner, uh, we know what happened with her recently, uh, you know, situation happened with her overseas in which you know she was arrested you know she's come back now she's in the WNBA she's playing um what do you think about that whole situation with Brittany and how do you feel to see her playing now and I don't know if you heard recently but um she was in the airport and it's yeah. been now she's been selected to get charter flights guys because yeah. when people are seeing her she's like a rock star 
Um, yeah. But also people are antagonizing her. A right. guy ran up to her um, and tried to hurt her, but security um, held the guy back, et cetera. And so how do you feel to see her still getting hate from people when all she did was bring a vape to a different country? Yeah, it's a very um, unfortunate situation. Like, that's scary. Like, what if this man was crazy and was like, had a gun or had, you know, you, you never know. Like, it, it's, that's, that's very scary. I know, like, that's traumatizing. Um, mm -hmm. she, she probably is going to be, you know, have PTSD every time she get, goes to the airport now, you know, because that's just, that's just not cool. Um, that situation was like very crazy. Um, and again, like, it seems so simple, but like when you're, you're black overseas and then you're a woman and you're gay and she, you know, she's very masculine to so all of those things and, um, consideration, I think, of course, that's why she was treated so badly, um, and then in terms of her coming at back and being able to like play still, that was surprising for me, um, but I, I respect it. Um, I honestly thought she would come back and like um, just do media all the time and just kind of keep continue to share her story that way. Um, mm. But I don't know, like maybe she'll reconsider playing next, you know, playing or not next season based on that experience. Um, but it's, it's interesting because I can kind of see both sides too, you know, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't get canceled for that, but it's just, um, I think there's so many people in America, especially mm -hmm. black people that are in jail for like weed and right. for, you know, the smallest of things like right, in terms right. of drugs and mm -hmm. they're not getting out. You know, mm -hmm. and so I think that's why people are so angry about that. Um, but the fact that, you know, she's, you know, considered a celebrity and, you know, that's how she got so much like uh, media coverage over that, obviously. Um, still an unfortunate situation. Of course, you know, I don't know. I, I can never fathom that experience over there like that. We we still don't know really what happened while she was exactly. in. Exactly. You know, they're not they're not going to put that out. Um, right. Great that she got out. But again, I can see both sides because there's a lot of tragedy going on in terms of um, the, the, you know, drugs and being in jail for that. Um, and so. And, and considering a different country too, Ari, their rules yeah. are not our rules. Right, exactly. So people are like, you know, you at the same time, like you have to be aware of that. And I, you know, when you are going outside of America, that's not America anymore. They can do whatever exactly. they want. And I think about me, you know, if I was in this situation, I'm not getting out. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a nobody, but I mean, I'm not Brittany Griner. And so I think people were kind of thinking about that too. Like if this was just some average person, you know, this wouldn't be in the news, you know? Right. So that's kind of why I'm kind of seeing both sides. I think mm -hmm. in that moment, I, I guess I could see like, I guess I was kind of expecting her to like use her voice more in terms of what's going on in America right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people being in jail for like marijuana and all those things too. So yeah. Right. Right. I see your point, you know, um, she's, you know, still likely though, getting that craft together for basketball. She just got that together. You know, she's playing, you know, just as of recent, um, She's, you know, kind of getting back to form a little bit, Ari, it looked like, a little bit. Yeah. Um, she's had a few good games. Right. You know, she dunked once this season, only once. 
<laughs> you know, we used oh. to Brittany Grind and Duncan a lot. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she's there. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you're right. It got to be traumatizing for her to be in the airport and to, you know, uh, go overseas and be treated like pretty much an animal over there. Um, come back, go through all that you're going through. Um, and then, you know, you got some, you know, excuse me, racist ass punk, sexist ass punk who want to try to attack you in the airport. You know, you know, you just literally in Dallas going to play another basketball game. Some guy break through all security, come try to attack you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was saying it's never that serious, like regardless of your opinion, like m- just mind your business. It's, it's not that deep. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. She didn't murder anybody. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that's just like it, for me, it just it appears to be so sexist. Like, yeah. you know, I like you. You mentioned all the key points, Ari. Woman, mm-hmm. public figure, masculine. Mm-hmm. you know gay like all this stuff and people still are in 1905 you know oh she's this this she's that she's this bad person etc and so as a result you know let me go try to attack her hey you're an you attacker know? really and I, I mean honestly i don't think they would have won that fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she she's huge <laughs> it, it, it's sad you know really? plus she has security with a two large yeah for sure for sure yeah so. you know and so jamar man what's your thoughts on this for this to be happening in 2023 from some little oh. life um probably sit on the couch all day and don't even support the early morning sports talk podcast yeah, no, they definitely not a supporter. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing that ridiculous stuff. Um, no, it's 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 wild. I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm almost speechless. Like, like it, it's not that serious. It, it, it's not. It, like, for it's not like that. You know, she, you know, murdered somebody or, you know, did anything. You know, you know, devious, uh, just detrimental, just some, you know, wacky. But but I. Just basically what I'm trying to say is that action does not fit what she did or how you feel about what she did. It doesn't make sense. There was no logic behind it. Like, why? Like, it's it, it's not that serious. Why are we doing this? That's that's how I feel about it. Like, it, it's stupid to me. Mm. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then mm. really quick, there's three more comments here. Um, Ian who, you know, is getting to the bag, but he's watching us this morning. He said, Aces, age is a beast. Deshaun said, pull up, mid-range ain't dead. And uh, Ian also said, uh, yeah, she'll probably never be the same as in Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up the point, too, that, again, I know the funding isn't there, obviously, because I know everybody's like, you know, why don't they do more for the WNBA? Why don't they pay them more? It's uh, it, They don't have the, the money to do that. They don't play enough games. Uh, you need way more support. Um, things like it's getting better, though, obviously, with media coverage. And, you know, we, there's so many great players. But um, mm-hmm. they just with the flights, you know, them flying commercial, I think they're trying, like I said, trying to tr- do charter flights now. But that whole thing is just it's very it's very odd to me. Um, because I feel like there's college teams that are doing more than WNBA teams right. and transportation. So it's it's very interesting. Like that shouldn't even been an option. They shouldn't even been there. <laughs> that 
So, but so they're That's I think they're really gonna point. they're really gonna think about that for every team, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would just I would love to see guys like the NBA kind of help out the WNBA a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like they they like really are two separate franchises. You know, they're separate. You yeah. know, just because they got WNBA, NBA don't mean it is association. And so I just I would love to see the NBA with all the money they make. Right. Let's try to help out the WNBA a little bit more. I hope to see one day we get something on the news that'll say, you know, the NBA or somebody help fund or put some money or invest yeah. into this league to help it grow and develop more because right. it's really sad to see. And it shows you just how sexist our country is, just how sexist our society is. Like, you know, people are still not ready to see women compete at on basketball courts. It's a right. lot of people out there that's still not ready to see that, and they don't want to see that. It's like so Jamar bad. just stated, um, the person's not a supporter, or he's obviously not, because we support women on this podcast. Like, he's not ready to see uh, Brittany Griner compete against, you know, Brianna Jones or Jocelyn Jones. Like, I, Jamar and you and me, Ari, everybody are supporters right now. You guys have watched that BNBA games, and y'all know it is damn near just as entertaining as the NBA. Yes. It is highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, these these girls can play. They can hoop. And so to, you know, see what's happening still within our society, but when you see the product and you see it on the court, you're like, wow, they really are good. They really can play. You know, it just kind of shows us where our society still is in a lot of you know in regards to sexism etc and so jamar you got any other questions because i want to ask Ari another question related to sexism in our country oh you you can go ahead yeah so Ari, um how do you feel about you stated that um things are getting better um you know and so uh do you think that you do you like do you think we can get better still in regards to our society to begin to see women's sports uh, as an equal, et cetera? I'm, I'm taking you somewhere, sis. Okay, mm-hmm. Kaylin Clark and Iowa, right? Okay, Angel Reese, LSU. Yes. We watched one of the greatest NCAA tournaments, I feel like, in history. Yeah. Okay, right. men or women. Um, and we saw literally, um, you know, the comment that was made, uh, towards Angel Reese when Mm -hmm. she held up her hand and Caitlin Clark, correct me if I'm wrong, Jamar, she talked smack against LSU, South Carolina, she did this too. Yes. (laughs) Um, she did it prior to, you know, the final four to multiple teams etc um but when angel reese did it we had celebrities we have you know the the first lady who stated that um oh yeah you know both teams played so well um they both should be invited to the white house um that was the first time i've ever ever Mm-hmm. And Lord knows, if I was Joe Biden, I would have looked at her and said, you know, you messed me up for the next election. <laughs> like, thank you very much. You know, thank yes. you very, very much. Yes. And so, 
where do you think or how do you feel in regards to our society still looking at racism or looking at color mm -hmm. um, based off of um, Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark? And just what room of improvement you think we have in order to bridge that gap? Because it's really, really sad to see um, when Caitlin Clark does something, oh, she got swag, she's cool, she's this, you know, white America's taken up for her. She's this and she's that. Angel Reese do it. She's an effing idiot. You know, she's a thug. She's this and she's that. Like, how do you feel about that situation? Yeah, it's a it's a lot to be said there, um, even outside of sports. But I'll try to keep this short. I think in general, you know, as we know, whiteness is attributed to purity. It's attributed to good. Mm. Um, you think about white Santa, you think about just, there's so many examples of just the, co the color white, again, being attributed to great. I think about teeth. That's why so many people are getting veneers and all these fake, you know, these big chunky things in their mouth because they think it has to be white. It has to be good. It has to be perfect. And mm. naturally your teeth, ha it's okay to have a little bit of yellow in it. But regardless, obviously, um, with Iowa being a predominantly white team, you know, this is the first time that we've really kind of seen that uh, happen in a while. And especially like on a big stage like that and much respect to Caitlin, she's again, it, like, I think she, she's just amazing. Like literally Steph Curry-esque of women's yeah. sports. Like she, when she gets yeah. to WNBA, watch out. Cause she right. literally is a great, great player. Um, but like you said, um, it's always a problem when we do it, you know what I'm saying? When we want to get competitive, when we want to show our stuff as black women, and it's like, there's so many battles and intersections that black women have to face on a day-to-day -day basis. And it was just put on the national stage, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not just with Angel Reese, you know, you think about Simone Biles, you think about Gabby Douglas, um, mm -hmm it's always a problem and you're, you're always going to be seen as aggressive when you're going to be seen as ghetto when you are just showing emotion, just like Caitlin did, you know, yep. like you just said, she just did it. I won, you know what I'm saying? And so this, this is my thing. It's not like she lost this girl won a championship. Like she has the right to boast, to say whatever she want to say, because she won. She won. She beat them fair and square. Not a close game, buzzer beater. Blew them out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if she wants to do that, she can. Caitlin Clark even said she did not care. You know, and that's why she didn't react when she did it. Because you're like, yeah, she got beat. So she was solid. You know, she much respect to her. You know what I'm saying? So it's always that battle for Black women when we show emotion. And even in, in women's sports, you know, it's always a problem, you know, when you're playing and you, you show emotion and men do it all the time. So what's the problem? Like, because again, they see us as being like dainty, like we have to be pretty, we have to be nice. You can't, you can't do too much. You know what I'm saying? And this is sports at the end of the day. And so right. it's it just for women's sports, it's, it's an uphill battle, but for black women, it's always going to be harder, you know? And so I think that situation just showed, you know, the difference right then and there, but versus black women versus white women and the challenges that they have to experience. Yes. Not taking away from all women, 
you know, we all trans women, whatever, like, but black women are always going to have it harder. You know what I'm saying? And that just showed an, a prime example of it. Um, but, and then just with women's sports, I think that the college environment right now is really changing the game. And I think mm -hmm. it's bringing more interest for the WNBA and they need to, they need to capitalize off of it because I wow. think it's going to happen. There's going to be way, way more four-year play. Well, of course it's going to be four-year players, but I mean, they, they probably going to, you know, look, they're going to bang in my ankle. Let me stay a fifth year. You know what I'm saying? Let me go to grad school because it's so great. The funding is all there with the NIL and all that stuff. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so yep. I think it's just, it feels to me like a simple, simple fix. Like you said, imagine if like 10 NBA players came together and said, Hey, let's, let's just donate, especially like the top 10 players that are making all these millions of dollars and donating it to teams, making new teams, expanding um, so that they can have more spots, you know, more media coverage, um, maybe extending the game, like maybe going to 40 games, 40 game seasons. I don't know. Right. So it's a lot there, but much respect to Angel because I like how she is unapolo unapologetically black. And mm -hmm. it's it's aggravating because it's it's a problem because LSU is black. They're black. It's not, they're not yeah. cute, you know, not that cute, but like they're not coming off like we're just, you know, they exactly they they rug it. Like they they come yeah. they play street ball, it seems like, you know what I'm saying? And I, hey. I that you know they're coming in yeah. they're playing hard and they're with they won so it should not be an issue they just added a uh uh i forgot her name right now uh the white Haley. they just added Haley to the team too and so okay. they're making moves next season as well and so that will be interesting because now you know that is a white woman so i feel like now everybody's going to join the wave because she's added now but yeah i uh, but much respect to her again I like how she is in the forefront unapologetically black just was in Cardi B's music video so oh she was okay yeah. so I mean she's making moves and I love it because again it's showing how powerful women's sports can be f the haters because it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah mm. and, and, and so uh Jamar we got any comments out there bro we do. Um, give me a second. I think I'm pretty sure I saw one from Deshaun here. Uh, yep. yeah, you bring up a so, really good point about the women's sports. All right. So Deshaun said he got two things. Uh, first, he said blasphemy. That has never happened. Iowa lost. You don't get a trip to the White House when you're a runner up, period. Uh, what trend slash example are they setting by doing that? Iowa's invitation should have never happened. He also right. said, I absolutely love what Clark Reese has done for women's basketball, not just for NIL deals, but for opening the little girl's eyes of every color saying that, she, you know, she looks like me and she's a champion. You know, they put on a show and now they have eyes of an audience they never had. It's amazing for the future of women's basketball. Mm. Um, and I do have a question uh, of more so a question with that as well, um, if you don't mind. So, so with that, like, yeah, uh, Brandon, I know you mentioned like this is one of the most exciting tournaments like ever, and it was to the point to where I was more engaged in the women's tournament <laughs> than than the men's this year. And I gotta laugh, Jamar, because we we be thinking alike, dude. That was my next question. Go ahead. 
and and so with that um you know with all the exposure the hype and stuff but how i'm going to tailor this this is going to be more towards geared towards the wnba because brandon i i kind of you know had a take about this not too long ago about how you know the wnba if i'm not mistaken has three draft rounds right but then Mm -hmm. it's like all of these players uh even from the LSU team that just won, like all these cuts and stuff in the WNBA, okay. it's just like if I I know they're I know the NCAA and the WNBA is different, but they intertwine because of the players. But it's like, can there be a way for the WNBA to actually you know capitalize off of the success of the NCAA tournament with getting new viewers, getting more people interested in? by like you know not cutting as many players you know because it's like if you get what i'm saying it's like if you're interested in stuff like this we we got a whole new audience come in but yeah you want to see them at the next level but it's like half the team or more than half the teams getting cut before the start of the season it's like like i came here to watch the people that i just saw in the tournament they're making it's like i feel like there's there's a conflict here yeah, and it seems like it's really hard to make a WNBA cut. Is also what we're saying here, Ari. Yes. You know? It is. It's definitely. Um, and I think what people fail to realize, like, I get it. Like, I understand it hurts to see your favorite players from college get cut. But what people don't realize, this is not. And again, I think it just goes into that, like, women are delicate. This is easy. Like, no, these are the best players in the world. Like, these are elite veteran players you have to be elite you have to be the um the not angel uh, from the aces uh Audra Wilson you have to be the South Carolina I can't think of her name right now uh just drafted to Indiana like you have to be uh, yeah yeah yeah, yes, yeah you yeah. have to be next level you know what I'm saying so you're coming out of college um if and you're coming into this team you're trying out you're competing um, this is not baby stuff. You have to be automatically ready. And so even though you just graduated, like training camp is a couple weeks later, like you have to be ready. Like you have to quickly shift your mind, get, get in the gym, whatever you have to do and come in and compete and be ready to play. Cause the season's about to start. And so if they're coming in and they're not ready, they're not going to wait for you to get ready. They're going to cut you. They're going to wave you, whatever you want to call it. Um, and right. so People got to realize that um, Alexis Morris got a lot of heat for kind of talking about this, but essentially that's kind of what she was saying. Like she felt like she was not prepared um, to do that kind of level of work. And essentially that's what it is like. And that's why I say, you know, you got to go overseas for a while. You have to grow up a little bit. You got to really understand the game and every team is different. They have a different style. Um, and so I do think that the WBA needs to capitalize. I think it's a simple fix. They can make like a G League type thing. So right. there's more leagues coming into play. Like they have the AEBL, they have the Athletes Unlimited that are trying to build that. But that's not even affiliated with WNBA. I think if the WNBA makes like a, a G League type of like lower, not lower level. So that development league. I like that. So I like that. that. Like those types of players like hey like you're not ready to play at this level yet let's go to the league for a couple of years maybe a year a season whatever you can play it at the same time it can be in the same cities um that can be a simple solution but again that comes with funding and nba players or whoever has to invest in this you know right. but like i said i see both sides like it's sad 
but you have to be ready, you know, and they're not, this is a business at the end of the day. Like you, you have to come in and do your job because we're not just going to pay regardless if it's 70,000 or whatever. I know it's not a lot of money, but it's a job, you know, it's just like a career. Like you go into a job. If you're not doing your job, it's been like six months. Sometimes for some jobs, three, a couple weeks. Okay. I'm going to give you your two week notice. You're out, you know? So it's, this, it's a business. At the end of the day, yeah. Right. This is factual. Absolutely, yes. And thank you for answering all our questions, Ari. You know, we, we got you here, and you just rocking with us. It's fantastic. And by the way, that sister that you're talking about that played for South Carolina that dominated for a number of years and that got drafted number one by the Indiana Fever, Aaliyah Boston. Yes. Yeah, Boston. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Thank you for that, my bro. Thank you for that, Ian. And so, yeah, you know, like we see a potential there. Uh, 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 let's say, I don't know, Jamari, you can uh, chime in after me. My last question for you, sis, is in regards to the women's basketball sector, um, mm -hmm. and you seeing the NCAA tournaments that occurred, you know, I was really, really fascinated, Jamar, by watching um, the Cinderella's on the men's side you know, we had San Diego State, who turned out to be our national champion. Um, you see them compete against a little small school from Florida, and which Jamar pointed out, this kid was from Gary, Indiana, et cetera. Um, these are the Florida Atlantic Owls. Uh, you saw a number of Cinderella. You saw Loyola Chicago, for example. You see all these Cinderella's, right? And now they are being Dukes. They are being North Carolinas. North Carolina didn't make the tournament, sorry. Uh, they are being big schools, Texas, et cetera. Um, and they are, you know, overtaking these one-and-done schools and these, you know, small programs, Ari, um, are, you know, beating these big programs, and they're making further runs in an NCAA tournament. But as a result, Jamar, I think you kind of see it too, it's like the popularity has spiraled down for men's basketball because they've gotten so used already to seeing the blue collar programs or what do you call them the, you know just the blue bloods yes the blue bloods dominate the the, the spectrum so long to mm -hmm. now you got florida atlantic san diego state etc right. um but that's kind of helped like in a way unfortunately downgrade the popularity whereas mm -hmm. with the women's spectrum we saw one of the greatest tournaments played. Right. We even had a little drama that occurred. Not yeah. saying that that's a good drama, but it's kind of in a way a good drama because I feel like it's helped put more eyes on yes. the women's basketball uh, sector. Do you think that it's an opportunity for women's college basketball to eventually overtake men's college basketball? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, it's not good drama, but it's coverage. And everybody fed off of it. It helped a lot of, you know, companies or whatever you want to say. So, I mean, I definitely think so. I wasn't even tuned in as usual for the men's side. And I'm usually way more tuned in. Um, but I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Like, it was good for those teams, but it definitely um, kind of, you know, down the coverage, like you said. Um, I can see us continuing to happen because it, it feels like, 
what what the women's side is doing now you got like these super like and i feel like they got a super team now <laughs> with mm -hmm. the lsu and so i think i'm just excited to see the next season um it's certainly gonna be a lot of fire and again like the wba has to take advantage of this like they they got to do something i know it's going to take time i wish there was some type of development league because i I just, it would be very heartbreaking not to see like Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese on a team because they're going to, them two right there alone coming into the league, they're going to bring a lot of coverage just to the WNBA. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of fire on that side. It was one of the best series, like for real. So yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens within the next couple of years. And I just, I just want to continue to see it grow. Like, it feels like we're starting, finally starting to get the respect that we deserve just as women in sports. So it's growing for sure. It's growing. Yeah. It might not be growing it the way we wanted art, but it's growing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Jamar, just scares, bro. You got any other questions, et cetera? Um, I, I, no, not this time. Um, I'm, I'm tapped out. She she did a fantastic job. She did a fantastic job, didn't she? And and Prescott JB, good morning, Prescott JB. He stated, how funny would it be uh, to see a bunch of uh, five-star football players decided to go to Rutgers and destroy everyone? And so he's kind of come in basically stating, you know, on the basis of we see at LSU or we see with these super teams occurring, how it would be to see it, you know, Prescott JB is more of a football guy. <laughs> so he used it from a football analogy. Yeah. Oh, so. I feel like that's that's what they're going to start doing. I mean, and then, like I said, WABA is learning from that. And that's why New York Liberty has all those star-studded players. That's why the Aces added another star. So, I mean, it just helps the coverage. It sucks for the other teams, but right. <laughs> it does help. Yes. <laughs> but imagine being one of the small teams, are we right? Like Chicago Sky Nine. Yeah. Going into the playoffs and knocking off the Liberty. Oh my gosh, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, and even watching uh the Mystics, because I'm been able oh, to Oh, they're good this year. They are really good this year. Yeah, yeah, they're looking like they're formulating, they're like they're just forming. You know, they're they they look mm -hmm. really good together. Um, and like I said, no injuries, like they will be great for sure. I I would I wouldn't count them out either. Right. I mean, they still got a late and Della done. They still got their core. Right. They, right. That's the thing about Washington. They still got that core. That's what I'm saying. They knocked out the Liberty in the first game. So mm -hmm. they look mm -hmm. so good. So, I mean, yeah, can't count. Like you said, can't count the small teams out either. And especially if you under like you underestimate because that even happened with Connecticut um, almost, you know, they, they were kind of. I mean, that happened last year in the playoffs. They had a chance. Like, nobody expected them. Nobody even expected that. But again, like I said, personally, I think them having Courtney Williams, again, just <laughs> it, it, it elevates. I know nobody want to talk about it, but that right. is the right. truth. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Courtney Williams doing her thing for the Chicago Sky and leading us uh, to be a good team this year. And so, yes, uh, with that being said, where we want to, before we, Get to our sister to do a shout out. We want to just do a shout out to the Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, congratulations to that first Stanley Cup championship. And so, yes, with that being said, sis, it has been a pleasure. Uh, we want to uh, do a part of our segment as we close every weekend. We want to do final thoughts and shout outs. And so, want to ask you, and then we'll go to Jamar as well. 
Um, any final thoughts or shout outs as we head into the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, like, again, just take any opportunity given to you. Don't ask or doubt yourself. Just go for it. And even if you fail, I kind of think about Giannis in that failure video. And it kind of made me mad because it's it's a failure. You know, it's it's okay to fail. And, and, mm. and I think it just builds us. I failed and had so many no's, recent no's um, mm. in the past, you know? And so those things happen. It's about what you do next. I know it seems simple, but just move forward, like build from it. Um, I'm, I want to shout out my agent, Helen. Like she, she allowed me um, to even come here. So I really appreciate her and her just supporting me for the last year and being like one of my biggest motivators. And even when I failed, just keeping me grounded, keeping me patient, because again, and keeping me accountable, because I, I, again, I, I do so many things. And so it's helpful to have somebody there to like keep me organized in that sense. Um, yeah. My mom, my dad, my grandma, but my brothers, um, they, again, just always have supported me um, and have motivated me to just be great. And so, yeah, it's just, it's so many people to name, but it, I'm just, again, so grateful all, for all the people that have been in my corner, like actually been in my corner <laughs> and know mm -hmm. how hard it is just to be a black woman in America and have goals and be confident and be me. It's, it's not an easy thing. Um, it's a lot of, you know, battles that, you know, I have to face. Um, right. And I think just by staying grounded and, you know, doing, doing my self-care and just, you know, whatever I need to do um, to just stay at peace. Because really, that's my, I think that's my goal. I want to stay at peace and yeah. just feel, you know, and feel great, you know, because it's, it's just a lot of things that, easily can you know distract you or knock you off your course and so you have to remember that and be yourself at the end of the day because if you try to be someone else you're, you're gonna be you know you're gonna be disappointed so that's all I have yeah. wow yes absolutely yeah Jamar bro any final thoughts shout outs we had into the weekend most definitely I'm shouting out our guest <laughs> I'm definitely shouting her out thank you for joining us yeah. Uh, this morning, we we appreciate your insight. Appreciate everything you have done so far. Like I, I told you many a times, background what you've done so far in your life is very impressive. Um, so yeah, I I hope I really hope you come back with us in the fall. I really do. I I want to see your face again with us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let me know. I, Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah, and you know, as stated, you know, it'd be a different platform. And so we definitely look forward to having you back, sis. I want to shout out as well. I want to shout out Helen Bohanna. She knows us. Yes. LC. Uh, Helen, uh, this is, you are now our second guest. Uh, we brought on a guest before. Uh, and, you know, she is a very nice hooper. We support her in various ways. And now we expect the same from us. We will do the same for you, sis. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And so, world, we appreciate you all for rocking with us this morning. A lot of great viewership this morning. A lot of great comments. We appreciate your support, guys. Uh, and may each of you have a blessed weekend. Uh, know that with God, all things are possible. Thank you all for rocking with us. And may each of you have a great weekend. Peace.